Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The FT. This week, the Ashmolean Museum, one of Britain's most important art galleries, announced a new million-pound acquisition. A landscape by John Constable called Willie Lott's House from the Stour. Painted in about 1816, the scene shows the same farm that appears in Constable's celebrated Haywain. It is a fine painting, and the people of Oxford are lucky to have it. Perhaps surprisingly, however, Willie Lott's house is the Ashmolean's first finished painting by Constable. Until now, the museum has had to make do with only a few small oil sketches. I mean no slur on the Ashmolean in pointing this out, for such fine pictures can be difficult to come by. But you might see the Ashmolean's Constable Gap in a different light. If you knew that just over an hour's drive away from Oxford lay an Aladdin's cave of 43 Constable paintings, which could have been available to the Ashmolean for nothing. The pictures already belong to the public, forming part of the UK's national art collection, and are not on display. In fact, one of them, Valley Farm, shows exactly the same view as Willie Lott's house, and hanging that at the Ashmolean might have required nothing more expensive than a nail. But unfortunately, the constables in question were never readily available to the Ashmolean, for they belong to the Tate Gallery, and hang unseen in Tate's cavernous storage depot somewhere in South London. In fact, Tate owns 50 oil paintings by John Constable, but, according to their website, has only three on display. Just four others are out on loan. Of the remaining 43 in store, one, Glebe Farm, was presented as a £1.6 million gift as recently as 2006. If Tate was your slightly eccentric great-aunt, you'd excuse such behaviour as a personality disorder. But for museums, compulsive hoarding is seen as normal. And yet, perhaps I shouldn't pick on Tate too much, for most major art galleries around the world behave similarly. Tate's ratio of 20% of its paintings on display is actually about average. Throw in the remainder of a gallery's collections, those traditionally hard-to-display works like drawings and watercolours, which in fact Tate is very good at making available to view, and the ratio shrinks dramatically. The Louvre shows 8% of its collection, the National Gallery of Australia 2%, and the Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam less than 1%. In other words, there's a long-established culture of galleries having more art than they know what to do with. Of course, galleries have many varied roles to play, be it caring for works of national heritage or promoting scholarship. And nor is everything in a gallery worthy of display. There are duds aplenty even in the Louvre. But if 43 out of 50 paintings by an artist as important as John Constable are left languishing in storage, it seems to me that something has gone wrong. Is it therefore time to redress the balance between galleries having art and showing it? Now, I'm not suggesting for a minute that galleries shouldn't continue to collect. I am, after all, a recovering art dealer. Rather, I'm arguing instead that we should make more effective use of what we already have. 
There are a number of possible remedies to this problem, from the novel to the extreme. The National Gallery in London manages to display fully half its collection partly by use of the double hang, that is, hanging one picture on top of another. The fad for acres of space around paintings is in fact relatively new. In the United States, on the other hand, collections are regularly weeded out by deaccessioning, even though that can cause more problems than it solves. Good pictures are sometimes sold by mistake, and contemporary taste can easily disrupt historic collections. By coincidence, the Ashmolean's new constable was in fact once in a US public collection until it was sold in 1956. But perhaps the most obvious solution is for museums that are blessed with a surfeit of good paintings to lend generously to those that are not. After all, storage is expensive. The Louvre will soon sink 60 million euros into a new storage facility some 200 kilometers outside Paris. And while Tate told me that they don't break down storage costs, to which we might ask why not, the BBC reported in 2011 that Tate spent £465,000 on storage in one year. Why not instead enhance the collections of a thousand smaller and regional museums through a generous redistribution of art on long term loan? Unleashing a slew of such loans isn't as far fetched as you might imagine. For example, the National Portrait Gallery in London, which has a large collection but limited hanging space itself, generously lends to various national trust houses around the UK. And in many countries, government backed indemnity schemes. Can remove insurance costs from the equation. But that hurricane of indrawn breath you can hear comes from those who believe that simply moving pictures around is itself dangerous. Indeed, the growing grip on galleries of what one National Museum director describes to me as a conservation mafia has made the widespread sharing of art almost impossible these days. Why? Because over the last 20 years or so, a blizzard of ever more zealous conservation strictures. Has emerged from worrisome conservation departments determined to minimize even the tiniest risk to paintings. If these rules result in prohibitively expensive loan exhibitions and vast caches of paintings nobody ever sees, then so be it. While curators in smaller galleries might well want to borrow works from larger ones, inflexible rules on everything from climactic hanging conditions to hermetically sealed transport cases mean they simply cannot afford to. But here's one of the great secrets of the art world. Old paintings, especially oils on canvas, are much tougher than people let on. Those white gloves you see on the telly are usually just for show. Moving and displaying pictures hardly ever causes them damage. Cleaning them does, but that's a different question. If major museums were to relax their attitude to loans just a little, therefore, we could begin to liberate thousands of hidden masterpieces. And because I'm an optimist, I'd like to begin that process with a lone suggestion of my own. The building seen in one of the stored constables I mentioned earlier, Valley Farm, today belonged to the National Trust. Magically, you can visit the site yourself to see the actual views Constable painted. But wouldn't it be even more magical to see one of his paintings there too? For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.